No smoking in Michigan cigar lounges. What the hell? Senator Marco Rubio introduces a bill to exempt premium cigars from FDA regulation. We've heard that story before. And for our litation ceremony today, I'll enjoy a Rocky Patel B-52 Edge Maduro. And for libations, I'm going to enjoy a Suerte Tequila Añejo. The Cigar Dave Show is presented by Davidoff of Geneva, makers of Camacho and the Camacho Connecticut. Tame, but tuned up to deliver more flavor and more satisfaction. Morning, noon, or night, it's always the perfect time for Camacho, Connecticut. Camacho, strength and character, it's in our DNA. Available at DavidoffGeneva.com and by Gurkha, the world's finest cigars, including the new San Miguel, a medium to full-bodied Nicaraguan puro that delights the senses with notes of white pepper, gentle earthiness, and a sweet honey-like finish. San Miguel by Gurkha. Visit GurkhaCigars.com. This is the Cigar Dave Podcast with The General. Long-ass greetings and salutations, a long-ass snappy salute, Semper Delictatio. Always pleasure, long live the Alpha. Make masculinity great again. Save America. It is your global five-star general and alpha male in chief, front and center from a Ford theater of operations. And wherever I am, just like Air Force One, if the president is on any airplane, it is Air Force One. If I am conducting broadcast pleasure maneuvers from anywhere in the world, it becomes Command Center Alpha. So I am in a classified location somewhere on the North American continent conducting cigar broadcast pleasure maneuvers. Michigan, home of Gretchen Cruella DeVille Whitmer. Every time she talks... I just cringe. She's got that hard Michigan accent. Now, we here in Michigan want to make sure that everything is totally closed down so we can destroy every single business in our great state of Michigan. She is so irritating. You just want to say, sweetheart, just get some diction lessons. Get rid of the... It's like that Chicago accent. I'm from Chicago, Illinois. Home of, home of, uh, I'm going to the Blues Brothers in Kankakee, Illinois. It's the same thing, like the, the Midwest, the Northeast, some of the, the Northeast in the uh, Great Lakes region, they have that hard accent. But Gretchen Whitmer just grates on me. And if you're a cigar connoisseur or you own a cigar store or a lounge, I guarantee that she grates on you. Without warning, on Monday, the Michigan Health Department issued an emergency order prohibiting smoking in cigar lounges. Why? Because they said that they want to decrease the COVID-19 spread, or as we call it appropriately, the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus. They said that as new CCP Wuhan virus cases were reported, that the seven-day average for daily cases is, is, even though it's near the lowest since October, They believe that it's important that transmission be limited because people smoking a cigar or a hookah or anything for that matter could contribute to the spread of the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus. They issued the order suddenly, arbitrarily, no warning, 
Just a proclamation banning smoking in cigar lounges throughout the state of Michigan. Now, they use the Wuhan virus as an excuse. Again, cases have fallen since the lowest levels since October of 2020. Yet, now all of a sudden, they need to prohibit those people that want to enjoy a cigar in a cigar lounge. There has been no notable cases. For example, the cigar lounges in the Sunshine State of Florida, a red state, I might add, have been open since last summer. Actually, late last spring, no problems. People enjoying their cigars. When you walk in, you have to have a mask. When you sit down, then you can, you can light up, enjoy your cigar, obviously maskless. There has been no giant increase in transmission amongst people who are enjoying a cigar. And there's still social distancing. Certain seats are limited. At the bar, there's different spacing. But there has been no major issues. This is nothing more than a direct assault an attack by the enemies of pleasure on cigar lounges, cigar stores, small businesses, their cigar connoisseur patrons, using the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus as an excuse to advance their anti-smoking agenda. Pure and simple. Now, violations punishable with a $200 fine and a possible civil violation carrying a $1,000 fine for each additional violation, even if social distancing guidelines are followed. What is taking place in Michigan, in the crumbling empire state of New York, in the People's Republic of California, all these blue states with Democrat governors, is despicable. They don't care about small business. They don't care about employees. When I hear... Kim Jong Andy Cuomo saying, "Well, it's just too bad if people if people have a problem with it. We're here to save lives." No, he's there to enact his own dictatorial emergency powers. They don't care about private business. All they care about is bloating government, soaking the taxpayer, and enacting their own agenda. It is a fascist agenda a dictatorial power using whatever excuse he or she deems to enact all these emergency measures, these emergency legislation to stop businesses from operating, to stop people from living their lives. It is all about control. Now, if it were truly about health, making sure that the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus doesn't spread, They would have enacted this months ago. They would not have allowed cigar lounges to reopen. But now when the cases, the case rate, the five, seven-day rolling case rate is at the lowest in five months, now all of a sudden they're saying, nope, we're cutting smoking at all cigar lounges, hookah lounges, any other cigar smoking establishment. It is absurd. Enough is enough. But all these blue states that have enacted these just draconian lockdowns, they're still seeing the high case rate. Let's look at California versus Florida. Both states with similar climates, especially this time of year. 
Florida has been in the, depending on what part of the state, but in the 50s, 60s, 70s. Today's beautiful. It's about 75 as I look out again. I said I'm somewhere in a classified location, but I am in the Sunshine State. Blue skies, no clouds, very nice, 75, low humidity, very pleasant. California, similar climate. California, in October, they enacted harsh lockdowns. Restaurants closed, except for takeout. Bars closed. I talked to a friend of mine who, uh, when he walks his canine, he has to wear a mask. He went out one time and didn't have a mask, and some cop stopped him and said, excuse me, the law says you have to wear a mask. He's like, I'm sorry, I forgot it. He's like, well, I'll let it go, but in the future, you have to have a mask, or it's, we can give you a ticket. Give me a break. Outside? Let's contrast that with Florida. We have been open since last summer. I, I remember the first trip I took since the lockdown was back in June. It was around early to mid-June. I went down to South Florida, to Miami, to visit uh, numerous cigar manufacturers, see what was going on. And that was the first time since probably last February, early February, late January, early February, that I went out of town and stayed at a hotel. Certainly a different experience. Was it great? Not really. But restaurants were open. They had social distancing, wear the mask. I ate. You know, sometimes I decided that I wanted to take in uh, for dinner. Lunch, I went out, no problem. Came back, knock on wood, everything was fine. But here's what's interesting. Florida's been open. Movie theaters have been open. Restaurants have been open. Businesses have been open. They're even, they've, they've allowed fans in the stands since, uh, I think it's been, uh, if I'm not mistaken, October. At least in outdoor football stadiums, and I know that some indoor arenas now on a very limited basis. The Tampa Bay Lightning, I believe, are going to allow 10... S- Sergeant Steve, what is it? 10% of fans will be allowed in at the building holds, I think, what, 18,000, 19,000? So they're going to wall a couple thousand fans in? Yeah, they're looking at, uh, in two weeks opening when they return home, to be probably around 3,600, 3,800. So it's okay, about 20%. So, all right, so 20%. And how about the Toronto Raptors of the... NBA, which I never watched since I can't stand the NBA, but they are playing their games this season in Tampa because of the Canadian lockdown mm-hmm. and travel travel uh, restrictions. So are they going to have fans as well? They're around the same number once they same number. reopen. They had some fans, then uh, Emily Arena closed it down uh, at the first of the year, and now they're opening it back up, presumably. Fantastic. So we in Florida have been open. Now let's take a look at the ultimate determinant whether or not lockdowns work. There is a a figure, whenever you quote, when you compare state to state, country to country, the figure that is used, the the method is used is cases per 100,000 people or deaths per 100,000. Now, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me. However, what I do have are the blatant disparity in statistics. So California lockdown since October, Florida under Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, we have been open. Now, most restaurants still are maintaining capacity limits, 50%, some 60%. I know that uh, some of the places I venture to, initially they were 25%. They could go to 100 They decided, you know what, let's stay at 25% for about a month. Then they upped it to 50 And that's where most of them have stayed, voluntarily, even though they can go, if they want, I believe, to 100%. 
I'm sure some restaurants maybe are doing that, but most restaurants I have, I have visited and I have patronized are in the 50% category. So when we take a look at Florida, open, California closed, what do the statistics say? California, with their lockdown, has about three to four times the case rates per 100,000 of the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus in California than they do in Florida. Three to 400% more. That's, re- that's crazy when you think about it. They've been in an entire lockdown. No restaurants, no businesses, everything is shut down. Let's look at Florida. Again, we have a quarter of what they do in California. Death rate, same exact thing. And what's interesting is the death rate per 100,000 has been plummeting in Florida, while even though it's come down in California, it is still about three to four times greater per 100,000 people than in Florida. So let's look at the math. We always hear the, the politicians and the bureaucrats, Dr. Phony, hello, I'm Dr. Anthony Phony Fauci. We need to look at the science. Let's look at the science. The science tells us lockdowns don't work. Schools in Florida have been open. California closed. Restaurants in Florida have been open. California closed. Movie theaters in Florida open. California closed. Oh, and by the way, even though for the last year I touted the fact that It's only going to be a mild cold. Don't worry about it. And even though I said, don't bother wearing a mask, and now I say wear two masks, 10 masks, 50 masks. And even though I said when you get the vaccine, we'll get back to normal. I'm lying. Now I want to make sure nobody gets back to normal till at least 2022. He said that this week. The whole thing was vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. Okay, great. We've got the vaccines. In fact, the statistics that are coming out from Israel, which has been giving the Pfizer vaccine, show a 98.5% effectiveness rate. Even people that do get it, that 1.5%, mild symptoms, no hospitalizations, no deaths. And what they've also found, importantly, is that those people that may get it that are asymptomatic are not spreading it. The vaccine prevents the spread. Now, that is a game changer. Isn't that what Dr. Phony Fauci said? Once we have the vaccine, we can get back to normal, as he says, with his raspy voice. So here we have California versus Florida. And then we look at Michigan. And Michigan now, last Monday, again, enacts an emergency measure prohibiting smoking in cigar lounges. It is just, to me, this is a violation of businesses' rights to make a living. They all love the tax revenue. Now all these governors are bitching and moaning about the budget shortfalls. Shortfalls, well, why do you think that's happening? Because you're not opening your business, you dumbasses. When businesses are open, people buying cigars, people buying beverages, people spending money. Every time a sale is made, sales tax is collected, whether it's 6%, 7%, 8%, whatever the case is. That goes into the coffers of the state. But these governors are too stupid to realize, hey, the reason that we are dying and our budgets are getting, are hemorrhaging is because we've closed down businesses. You'd think they would open it up. And remember, there is still in Michigan, there was a 25% capacity limit. So even if a cigar lounge had 50 seats, 
they could still only allow 12, 13 seats. That's it. That's it. And now the state comes in, the state health department says, that's it. We're going to lock it down. Enough is enough. We are the envy. Florida's the envy of the rest of the country. Why? Because we have a governor who said, I'm not going to fall to the media and the lib hype that we need to close everything down and destroy everything. We're not going to do that. We're going to have schools open. We're going to have businesses open. People are going to live their lives and use common good sense. And then he said, we're going to also... Here's another thing that he did that New York State and Kim Jong Cuomo didn't do. He made sure that the nursing homes were protected. If, you, if, if a nursing home resident got the, the virus, the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus, what did he do? He said, oh, we're not going to put him back in a nursing home. And who are the first people in the state to get vaccines? Seniors. Seniors. I know several senior friends of mine, they said, yep, just completed our second shot. No problem. Florida is the envy. Michigan, California, New York, all these blue states, Dem-controlled states that are choking businesses, just trampling on individual liberties and rights, they're all dying. Do the math. I wonder why. So to those fellow cigar connoisseurs in Michigan, to the cigar owners, cigar retail owners, cigar lounge owners, we are on your side. And I can tell you that if you look at Florida for any example of a state that has made things work without the spread of the virus in cigar lounges, we're it. There is no correlation whatsoever between a cigar lounge being open, people smoking cigars, obviously without a mask, and increased rates of the Wuhan virus transmission, no correlation whatsoever. Open up the cigar lounges in Michigan, Gretchen Cruella DeVille, and I'm telling you that absolute Michigan accent from Governor Wheatmer when she talks like this drives you crazy. Impeach her, vote her out, get rid of her. She is the cause of all the evil in Michigan. Camacho cigars are known for their strength and character. It's in their DNA. They're unconventional. Now, you know when you talk about a mild-bodied cigar with a Connecticut wrapper, it's the same story. Light, golden, mild, yawn. Camacho decided they were going to strip it down and tune it up with more flavor, more satisfaction, enough to earn a seat at the Camacho table. While still maintaining a nice medium-bodied character, the Camacho Connecticut starts with a Connecticut wrapper from Honduras, a binder from Honduras, authentic Corojo, and Honduran Dominican Republic filler. What do you get? A nice medium-bodied cigar that is tuned up, that delivers cream, woody nuttiness to round out spice and sweetness. Camacho, Connecticut. Good any time of day or night, morning, noon, or night. You can never go wrong. Camacho, strength and character. It's in our DNA. Available at DavidoffGeneva.com. With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Well, being that I am in a red state, the cigar-friendly state of Florida, with a governor that says, enjoy your cigars, smoke in cigar lounges, enjoy your libations in cigar lounges, we will do that today. 
as we end the work week and start the weekend. And I have pulled out a very appropriate cigar today. February 26th is a big day. My good buddy Rocky Patel is celebrating his birthday. A big birthday. 6-0. Next time I'll see him, I'll say Rocky Hawaii 5-0 and Rocky Patel 6-0. 60th birthday today, so a happy birthday to Rocky Patel, a fellow Piscean. And in his honor, I am pulling out the Rocky Patel Edge B-52 Maduro. This is a little beast. It is a beast of a cigar. Every time I go down to Rocky Patel headquarters, and I'll be there in the next couple of weeks, I go through the warehouse and I see I need to stock up on cigars. So I usually go with Cousin Nimish or Rocky, and I always gravitate to the area that contains the Rocky Patel Edge B-52s. Comes in both a Corojo and a Maduro. And it comes in only one size. Four and a half inches in length with a 60 ring gauge. That's why it's called a B-52. It's like a bomber. This looks like a little bomb. You know, you put the bomb on the B-52. And when I asked Rocky, how'd you come up with the B-52? He's like, it looked like a bomb, the B-52 bomber. That's how we came up with it. So it comes in both a Corojo, which has the orange band. Just a very simple band. has Rocky Patel, very narrow band, and it just says B-52 on it. And then the Maduro, which I have pulled out, is a yellow band. Looks like a little bumblebee with a black Rocky Patel logo and B-52 in black, surrounded by a white border. Very simple, very plain, nothing overly fancy. Now, these cigars you are looking at about $7.5 a piece. Nice cigar made down in Honduras, and I will tell you that this beautiful, dark, oily Maduro has a double binder from Nicaragua and Honduras. The filler is top secret. I know what it is, but Rocky would come after me if I if I did spill the beans on that. So I am sworn to secrecy, and I respect the confidentiality of the situation. Many of the manufacturers tell me what their secret ingredients are, but I'm sworn to secrecy. And you must maintain the cigar manufacturer general privilege. Where when they tell me something, unless they say it's for public consumption, I keep it confidential and do not discuss it. It is a matter of cigar national security. This is an absolute beautiful thing. Well, one thing Rocky did tell me, I will tell you this, that I can say. It does have some Panamanian Lajero. That's what makes it special. I can't tell you what the other components of the filler. Rocky would be very perturbed because I would not breach that trust and confidence. But... He has publicly stated it's got a little bit of Panamanian leaf, some Panamanian Lajero, and that's what gives it its, uh, some nice body. It's a medium to full-bodied cigar. Again, nice big ring gauge, not a long cigar, four and a half inches, but you get a lot of flavor packed into this thing. Nice price at seven and a half bucks. So for Rocky's 60th birthday, I shall enjoy the Rocky Patel Edge Maduro B-52. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. Well, you need a big cutter for this. Because this has got a 60 ring gauge, almost an inch in diameter, 60, 64 of an inch, you got to get a newer cutter that's got a very large opening. And the one that I have has got about a 75 or 80 ring gauge opening. Self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine, that's what I shall use today on this Rocky Patel Edge B-52. 
Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. You know, my good buddies over at Alec Bradley Cigars, uh, Rafael Montero and Alec Bradley, or Alec Bradley, Alan Rubin of Alec Bradley, they've got this very cool Bunsen burner type of litation device that they distribute. So every time I'm down there, I'm like, I need another one. I lost it or something happened to it. This is beautiful. You sit it on the table. I could literally light this cigar without just one hand. With the cigar in hand, you put this thing on the table. It's got a giant flame. You can adjust it. Big tank. Love it. It's their Bunsen burner sold at cigar retailers. Beautiful way to light your cigar with a nice, wide, expanded, gentle flame. Cigar, cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. Perfect cut of this Rocky Patel Edge Maduro BE52. Oh man, looking at the filler, this is a beauty. All right, let me fire up the Alec Bradley Bunsen burner. I don't even know what the official name is. I call it the Bunsen burner. Let's see, does it have the name on the bottom? Hold on a second, let me see. They've got some bigger ones too, by the way, they now come out with. Let's see. No, it doesn't say what it is. But I just call it the Alec Bradley Bunsen Burner. If you go into a cigar retailer, tell them you want the Alec Bradley distributed Bunsen Burner litation device, they know exactly what you will be talking about. Let me gently toast the foot of this cigar. So let me do this. I'm going to keep the... You can hear the sound there. I'm going to keep the Bunsen Burner type of litation device on the counter here, on the desk. I'm just going to toast the foot of this cigar. I've got my microphone in the stand in the right, and I will just gently toast this cigar. Now let me puff and rotate. Hmm. 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 Oh yeah. Hmm. Wonderful draw. Spectacular draw. Now this is a 60 ring gauge. Going to take a little bit more time to light. Got a couple of black spots that are not lit, so let me puff and rotate slowly again. Hmm. Hmm. And as we get ready for the weekend, end of the week, why, why rush it? What's the rush? Friday, best day of the week. You know the weekend, the end of the work week is here for most. Got the weekend coming up, even though there's no football anymore. I kind of miss that American Alliance of Football or the XFL. Really disappointed we don't have a spring league. Really got me through winter last year or spring. All right. Hmm. Mm-hmm. 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 Now, I'm fully lit. Let me puff on me. Just blow gently on the foot of the cigar. Nice. So why rush it? Got the weekend. You don't need to rush lighting your cigar. Take your time. That's the most beautiful part of a cigar when you know you're going to get those first few puffs. You're taking your time. You feel the cigar in your hand. You've been waiting, whether it's a day, five days, however long. You're feeling that beautiful, shiny, oily wrapper in your hand. The aroma is wafting around you. You're watching it burn, and then you just bring it to your mouth and... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Take a nice, pleasant puff and just enjoy. That's what it's about. Now, I can tell you one thing. Rocky not only loves cigars... But he loves his libations, and one of his favorites, he likes a little tequila. And I've got a tequila that will go perfectly with this Rocky Patel Edge B-52 Maduro. So without Scotch, any further delay. bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. Well, we have tasted many tequilas during our Cinco de Mayo 
tequila tasting maneuver shows over the many years of the Cigar Dave Show and now the Cigar Dave Show podcast. So I have selected one of my favorites that was introduced several years ago. Interesting brand. It is called Suerte Tequila. And there's a rabbit on the bottle. I love the bottle, and you can see right through the bottle. It's uh, Añejo, so it's aged. So I think it's got to be aged a minimum of six months, and I think no more than maybe a year, two years. Beautiful. It's got a nice light gold hue to it, but it's got a rabbit. And there's a little story. It's the luck of the rabbit. And there are meanings. There's there's different... Uh, there's like a diamond, there's a number 400 right within the rabbit. They've got all these different symbols and there's different meanings to every single one of them. You know, like for example, there's a diamond. It's the lucky diamond. The centerpiece of the Suerte rabbit is the lucky diamond, can have different meanings. So they've got all these really cool different, different, uh, different symbols within the Suerte rabbit. But it's an interesting story. Started with a love of tequila between two friends, one from Mexico City, the other from Philadelphia. Both ended up in Boulder, Colorado. Big affinity for tequila, and these two partners would talk about one day creating their own. But one that would have a pure blue Weber agave essence. Modern clean packaging made the traditional handcrafted way, priced so that everybody could enjoy it, consume it. And this is a very, very unique tequila. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And the Suerte tequila that I have, this uh, Suerte Añejo, I can tell you, this is such an approachable tequila. And it starts with their hand-picked 100% blue Weber agave, which is very, very important. Starts with the agave. That is the raw material. It's slow roasted for 52 hours in a brick oven. And then it's crushed with 100% Pajona for 16 hours. Starts with the crush and then 24 months in charred white American oak whiskey barrels. And then you get the Añejo from Suerte. The Suerte Añejo. So let me open this up. Let me pour a little bit. And this is light. This is not going to overpower you. And again, there's a lot of misconceptions about tequila. Oh, I drink too much tequila. It makes you smash. You get hungover. No, 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 no. This is sipping tequila. You don't make margaritas with an Añejo or an extra Añejo. You just don't. That's a Blanco. You want the basic Blanco for that. This is like sipping a cognac or a fine single malt scotch or a small batch bourbon. So let me now say cheers. Mm, Wonderful notes just right on the nose. Wow, I'm definitely getting a lot of vanilla. Let me take a sip. Mm, Definite oakiness from that American shard oak barrel, but not like you are drinking bourbon. Little vanilla. Believe it or not, I'm getting a little berry and a minty type finish at the end. Very clean, very nice. I would say on a scale of one to 10, one being the mildest, 10 being the fullest. This is probably, in terms of strength, taste, this is about a six and a half with the warmth factor on the Cigar Dave warmth factor, the CDWF scale. This is about a nine. Got a lot of warmth going down. This is magnificent. Very nice pairing to my Rocky Patel B52, which again is going to be on the medium bodied side. Mmm. 
nice notes of almost a little peppery char, if you will. Mm. Take a few more puffs here. Mm. Just balance. A little sweetness coming off the Maduro wrapper. Just perfectly medium-tuned and a perfect combination. The Rocky Patel Edge B-52 and the Suerte Añejo Tequila. Nice medium combinations. And you don't want one to overpower the other. You want them to complement each other. That's what this does. So happy birthday to Rocky Patel, the big 6-0. Final concluding segment of this edition of the Cigar Dave Show podcast around the corner. Gurkha is known for producing the world's finest cigars. When you look at their blends, you look at their packaging, you look at the bands, everything about Gurkha screams quality. Gurkha has just released a new cigar that is totally about absolute taste and quality, the San Miguel by Gurkha. It's a Nicaraguan Puro, Nicaraguan wrapper, binder, and filler. Perfect, medium to full body balance, loaded with complexity, layers of flavor, including white pepper, a nice natural earth tone, finished with a sweet honey-like taste. San Miguel by Gurkha. Features 100% Aganorsa leaf, Nicaraguan shade grown Corojo wrapper, double Nicaraguan binder, Nicaraguan filler. If you're looking for a medium to full bodied beauty, go no further. Then the new San Miguel by Gurkha. Visit GurkhaCigars.com. Well, for the last, I don't know, eight years, ten years, every new session of Congress, we always see a House and a Senate bill introduced to exempt premium cigars from FDA regulation. And every year, even though the cigar industry and manufacturers and consumers have made great inroads in lobbying Congress, getting our story told, every Congressional session, it ends going nowhere. Nowhere. Doesn't get the votes, even though there is bipartisan support for much of this legislation. Well, once again, new bill that seeks to exempt premium cigars from regulation by the FDA, filed in the Senate by Senator Marco Rubio from Florida. Republican from Florida, very, very pro-cigar has assisted the cigar industry. His grandfather smoked Padron cigars. In fact, Marco mentioned it at a speech at one of the Republican conventions, saying he remembers his grandfather smoking his favorite Padron cigar for many, many years. Well, he introduced the Traditional Cigar Manufacturing and Small Business Jobs Preservation Act. This bill has been introduced now for about the 50th time. It would exempt premium cigars, and certain other cigars from regulation by the FDA. And Rubio or former Senator Bill Nelson from Florida, I'm Bill Nelson, vote for me, I'm an astronaut. We haven't heard from Bill Nelson, that's a good thing. Bye-bye, he's retired, he's probably uh, on the beach in his rocking chair, near watching the, uh, space sh- or watching the, watching the, uh, the rockets being fired off from Cape Canaveral. Well, either he or Rubio introduced the bill in the Senate during the last five Congresses. What did I just say? Ten years. That's every two years is a new session. Ten years. Now, the last congressional bill, Senate Bill 9, garnered 14 other co-sponsors. And now there are eight other co-sponsors. Senator John Barrasso is a physician, Republican Wyoming. By the way, all these co-sponsors are... Republicans. Senator John Boozman from Arkansas, Senator Tom Cotton, Senator Joni Ernst from Iowa, 
Lindsey Graham, South Carolina, don't get me started on him. Senator Jim Imhoff of Oklahoma. Senator John Kennedy, I love Kennedy, he's great, of Louisiana. Senator Rick Scott of Florida, former governor of Florida, very, very pro-cigar. Love Senator John Kennedy. Now listen, you can't, he's from Louisiana, you can't pull an alligator out of your ass and expect it's not going to hurt. He's got all these great quips, but I'm glad to see that he is on our side. Now the text of the bill has not been released yet, but it's going to be primarily the same as previous versions. So we'll see what happens. Again, do I put a lot of stock in this? We had a lot of optimism in the first time it was introduced, the second, the third, it went nowhere. And here's a little secret that I think we've all learned. Whether it's Obama, a Democrat, Trump, a Republican, or Biden, fraudulently elected Democrat, it makes no difference because what really controls Washington and the flow of regulation are the bureaucrats, the permanent bureaucracy that are elected and account that are not elected and not accountable to any citizen. In fact, even members of the House and senators have queried bureaucrats. They have brought uh, Mitch Zeller, or as I call him, Mitch Zealot, who oversees the FDA's tobacco division, tobacco enforcement division. Another big giant bureaucracy that was created under the FDA or within the FDA. They have asked him questions. They have, they, have, they have sent letters. They have had him testify. They get no answers. They get frustrated. Why? Because the bureaucrats know they're going to be there long after elected officials are gone, whether a president is gone. That's what they say. Well, if we don't like this president, we'll just wait it out for the next. And we don't like this one, we'll wait it out for the next. They are the permanent bureaucracy. They need to be eliminated we need to have term limits on bureaucrats, these people that stay there forever. Counting, see, here's the thing. Everybody says, oh, they're public servants. That's the biggest crock of horseshit you will ever hear. To me, a public servant is somebody that says, listen, I'm going to do this. I'm not worried about the money or the benefits. I'm doing it because I believe this is good for the public. No, 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 no. These are all well-paid bureaucrats. I mean, look at Dr. Phony Fauci. He's paid 420 grand a year. 450 grand makes more than the president of the United States. Unelected bureaucrat, been there 40 years. He's looking and saying, hey, when I retire, I'm going to get my defined uh, pension plan is going to pay me whatever, 70% of his uh, three highest years of earning. They're just looking, laughing at everybody. They're not public servants. They're serving themselves. They get in there. They have a clock with a countdown timer that says, okay, I just started today. All right, 19 years, 364 days, and 10 hours until I can retire and cash in. They don't care about you. They don't care about the country. They don't care about public service. They care about themselves. So whenever somebody says, oh, he's a wonderful public servant, yeah, you're making two, three, four hundred grand a year. Cut the horseshit about being a public servant. That's the biggest load of nonsense. Same thing when they say, well, he's been a senator for 35 years, a true public servant. They all become mega millionaires. They all become super wealthy. They come in with bupkis and they leave with millions. That is fact. So please, let's cut the nonsense talking about public service. He's a public servant. He is just tirelessly given of himself. No, they don't work that hard. They get their 10 weeks of vacation a year. They get great benefits every damn federal holiday they get off. And then they get a giant pension plan after serving 20 years. You hit 50 and 20 years, you have got it 
made. That's what they're all counting down. Every public, every bureaucrat, I don't care if they're a city worker, they work at the DMV on the county or the state level, I don't care what level of government they get in, whether it's a cop, a fireman, a, 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 a clerk at the DMV, the fact is, is they are all getting in there and they say, hey, I've got it made. I'm going to collect, get as much overtime as I can. And then they really pad it. The last two, three years, they pad their overtime because their pension is determined usually on a percentage of their the average of their three, two or three highest years, their last three years. So let's say a bureaucrat makes normally 70 grand a year and can make 100 grand a year in overtime. Ah, now he may get, he or she may get 70% of 100 grand instead of 70% of 70 grand. Every pension plan is different, but that's pretty much the gist. So please, when I hear people say he's a public servant, no. These people are all bureaucrats. They don't care about the cigar industry. They don't care about the jobs the cigar industry employs, the people they employ. They don't care about the fact that you enjoy a legal product. They don't care. They care about themselves. And not one of these bureaucrats, unelected bureaucrats, has ever made a payroll, has ever had to pay payroll taxes, has ever had to look and say, man, I'm going to be short payroll. I can't miss payroll. I'm going to have to take that out of my own pocket or I'm going to have to skip my check. They don't know that because they are guaranteed a paycheck every damn two weeks. It's time to blow the bureaucracy up. You talk about the Washington swamp with all the bureaucrats in D.C., especially at the FDA now, overseeing cigars and regulating cigars who could care less about the cigar industry. Enough. It's time to blow up all the bureaucrats. Not literally, but just say, okay, we're going to start cutting down. Let's cut the bureaucrats. You know what? I want a 25% cut across the board. I don't care who it is. Start cutting. But of course, Congress will never let that happen. And the bureaucrats will never let that happen because, remember, they're unelected, they rule the roost, and they know they can hold sway over the senators, the congressmen, and they don't care about what a president does. I don't care if it's Obama, Clinton, Trump. Makes no difference. They could care less. They're going to do their own thing, and they're going, to, they're going to march to their own drum because no matter what an administration or an elected official says, unless it's codified in law, and even then... They will put up roadblocks, as we saw with the Trump administration. They just don't care. Enough is enough. So we need to enact some form of term limits where if, if they won't go, great. Then we're just going to start cutting people. We're going to cut these bureaucracies down to the bone. Now you just have pencil uh, paper pushers with their little uh, pocket protectors with their little clipboards and their pens in their clipboard. They don't care about you. And they certainly don't care about the cigar industry. So why I would love to be optimistic that the new Senate bill that Senator Rubio is, is introducing to exempt premium cigars from FDA regulation, I'm sure in the House it's going to be Representative Bill Posey of Orlando, Republican, and Kathy Fidel Castor from Tampa, Democrat. They'll introduce it in the House, and once again, it will go nowhere. Sad but true. We don't operate in fantasy land here on the Cigar Dave Show, fellow alphas. We operate in reality. And the reality tells us this bill isn't going to get anywhere, unfortunately. So we must keep up the fight. Sometimes it seems like we are making no headway. We are, although be it uh, slow, we've made some, some headway in terms of the courts. Much more room to go. 
But to me, when I look at the FDA with all the issues going on, with the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus, with now they're seeing tainted food coming in from China and other countries, and now many of these global food producers, these poultry uh, producers, they want to send their chickens, their livestock over to China to be processed and then shipped back. Why? We can't do it here? To save, what, a few nickels and then endanger the food supply? China's not our friend. It would seem to me the FDA should spend their time overseeing our food and our drug supply. Stick to that, not to cigars, which are enjoyed by adults in moderation. They can't even regulate dog treats, for damn sake, and now they want to rate, uh, continue regulating cigars? Screw the FDA. All right. I wish you all a great Weekend, many cigars, libations. Cigar Dave, the general, is always saying, may your humidor always be full. May your cutter always be sharp. May your ash be extra, extra long. Semper delictatio. Always pleasure. Long live the alpha. Screw the enemies of pleasure. Screw the bureaucrats. Hashtag save America. Live it up. (laughs) 